Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriot Sport is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. With the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.eg to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, we talk to former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. We break down the Gronkowski versus Kelsey matchup. We talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, and we discuss his time in New England and what he thought about being a member of the 2016 Patriots. That's all up right now on the Patriots Report. Clay, let's start here. I can sit here as a guy who used to cover the New England Patriots on a regular basis and say every time I see Travis Kelsey play, it reminds me of watching a lead singer Rob Gronkowski cover band. Tell me as a former player, as a guy who was lockered next to Gronk, who watched him play on a regular basis, tell me why Rob Gronkowski is a better player than Travis Kelsey. Well, I'm not sure it's that simple. I think they have uh, different uh, skill sets. And I think the reason Gronk is better, if you're making the argument for Gronk or if you're making the argument for Kelsey, we'll talk about Kelsey afterwards, but the argument for Gronk is simple. Is this guy is just an all-around tight end. I mean, Kelsey can't do things in the run game like Rob Gronkowski can. Rob Gronkowski could have played in the NFL if he was an offensive tackle. That's how good of a blocker he was. If he didn't want to play tight end, Gronk, I really believe, could have gained a couple pounds and played offensive tackle. The guy was just impressive. He kept a flat back. He got low. He took good steps. He was always under control. He got his hands inside. He was always a guy that could get the job done in the blocking game. He could pass block and run block. Pass blocking is tough for tight ends in general. And a guy like Gronk, does he want to stand in pass block or does he want to go and catch a pass? Let's go catch a pass. But he was a guy that was willing to pass block and could pass block a defensive end. In the run game, he was a crushing blocker. He helped. He was a big reason they were able to have a balanced offense all those years. And Tom Brady was lucky to have a guy like him because a lot of tight ends nowadays, you have to figure out ways to use the run game when they're in. Say, let's just pull Travis Kelsey, um, Evan Ingram. You're not going to run to the strength that those guys attach to the line of scrimmage. You're just not. Unless they're sifting back across the line, they're arc blocking, or you got a double team, maybe you can do it. But that's what sets Gronk apart. Obviously, everybody knows about his exploits in the run in the pass game. The guy could catch balls. He could just make plays. And, and watching him in practice when I came there in training camp, I remember thinking, like, analytically, like, I'm going to just study Gronk and see what he does. And for me, it was like, I couldn't figure it out. The guy, sometimes a guy can just make plays in the field. I'll try to pick his brain to see why he'd go a certain way. And, you know, Gronk, kind of a big dumb animal, man. I love the guy, but he's just, you're like, yo, Gronk, why'd you decide, you know, to run your route like that? You know, man, I, you know, I like to, when I see the guy in the defense, I just went the other way and, you know, and then he, he threw the ball. I'm like, oh, 
Like what that that that's your that's your answer. That's your thought process. You know, for me, I'm like, okay, why is that was so smart? Why did he do that? Like I'm trying to figure it out. And Gronk just had a great feel, could make plays, big body, wasn't overly fast. Hands were were good hands, but not the best I've ever seen. Routes were solid routes, but not the best I've ever seen. The guy just had it all. So I mean, that's Gronk, all around tight end, could do everything and just made plays. One of the things that stood out for me for a long, long time was he tied himself to the quarterback in a way that I don't think anyone else, at least in my experience there in New England, ever did. He he was a guy who was singularly focused on making sure he was where he needed to be when Tom needed him to be there. It it just felt like the two had the two of them had some sort of connection. When you talk about the great pass catchers in in quarterbacks, the combinations that we've seen throughout the years. That's for me what really stands out. His his ability to connect with Brady on a regular basis, it, it just it it just was unbelievable at times. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you're seeing that now with with Travis Kelsey too and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're becoming each other's. You know, well, obviously Mahomes is Kelsey's go-to guy, but Kelsey's became Mahomes' go-to guy. And as far as receiving tight end strictly, I think Kelsey's the best in history. I think mm-hmm. he's better. I, I, better than Gronk, just strictly receiving. I think he's better than Tony Gonzalez. I think he's better than Shannon Sharp. I don't know who else you'd put in that in that conversation, but strictly receiving. But Kelsey's not a great blocker. I mean, he's not the worst, but he, I mean, he doesn't have to do it. That's not what he does. He's basically a slot receiver that plays tight end, gets in the way. But his, his routes are, I mean, incredible. He's more of a, he's got a little bit of wiggle. You know, he's got a, uh, he can get in and out of breaks, unlike most tight ends. Um, he's got great hands. He's really smart as far as sitting in the zones and like, like that play, not this year, but last year when they beat Buffalo in the, in the divisional round, mm-hmm. the, the way that he was able to go to Mahomes and say, Hey, if they play like that, like instead of running the seam, like I'm going to find this hole. Then you got Mahomes yelling, Kelsey, do it, do it, Kels, do it. In the middle of the play, I got chills. I'm like, these guys are on the same page. They're so smart. And that's what you know got them to the AFC championship game that year. But Gronk was just built different. Yeah, he was a guy that would work. You know, he would put in extra time and, uh, you know, was just consistent, man. He was a guy that was just consistent at everything, would make plays, and would, would just be able to block guys like he was an offensive tackle. You were there in New England in 2016 in the same position, you know, with, with Gronkowski and Marty Bennett, that must have been an absolutely wild room because those two guys, at least in our experience, you know, when you're talking about covering a team, those two guys are go-to guys. They're bonafide characters. What was it like being their teammate? Oh man, those, I was like, man, I wish I had a video in here. Some of these conversations between Kronk and Martellus, man, those were, those were some funny times. I'm just sitting back laughing you know, we had my guy, James Devlin in there too, loved him. And Brian Dable was our coach. So we had a bunch of characters in that room. And I'm like, man, if you could record this stuff, you could, you could probably sell it to a lot of people in just this <laughs> tight end room. Like if, if this was, you know, on one of those shows on like hard knocks or something, I think this room would probably be the funniest room. Obviously you go to the quarterback room, but the tight ends, Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski, being with those guys are different personalities. They're both huge. They're both six, 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 seven, 280 pounds guys and, and just great players. And they were, they were definitely um, tough for defenses to match up with. And one of the reasons they were able to win that Super Bowl. 
for me, that team was maybe one of the more interesting teams that that we've seen. One of the most interesting New England teams, you know, over the course of their two dynasties. Uh, what do you remember about that year? I, I know it was a very eventful season. Obviously, it started with Tom on the sidelines, and you guys had to rely on Jimmy and Jacoby there at the start of the season um, before he before he returned. But it was one of the more eventful seasons again that I could remember in New England recent New England Patriots history. Yeah, for me, only being there for half of the regular season, and then um, I remember signing. And right, you know, right when free agency started, you know, whatever, whatever I sign, I go there and going from Jacksonville Jaguars to the New England Patriots. I, the first thing is I remember, I remember thinking is like, wow, the, the level of, you know, discipline and accountability is so high here. But I love that because I'm a guy that you know, I felt like if we could be better in Jacksonville, if we had more accountability with some of these young players that really didn't know how to play the game and do it right. I love that, but that team was was a great team. Off-season training with Brady, Gronk, Martellus. You know, there was a couple injuries here and there. But uh, I remember Adelman come, battling through injuries. I am Andola battling through injuries. And I spent a lot of time with those two guys because I got hurt myself during OTAs and just kind of hanging out with Edelman and Amendola and seeing you know, how how – Julian is, you know, he's a little eccentric, you know, he's a little, you know, he's, he's, but that's why he was so great. You know, he was a guy that was great for that reason. He was a little different, you know, he was, he was a different type of guy, but he worked hard, worked his tail off to get back. That's what made him so great. And uh, I mean, that team obviously was the deflate gate gate year. Tom Brady was suspended. And um, I remember Jimmy takes over and Jimmy, we win a couple games and then Jimmy gets hurt. And then Jacoby comes in and Jacoby wins a game. I remember sitting there with James Devlin and like, bro, like how are we winning these games? Like we weren't supposed to win this one. We have, you know, a rookie quarterback that wasn't even supposed to be on the team starting. And James, James Devlin looks at me and goes, bro, it's, it's coaching. It's coaching. <laughs> we just start <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, we're the players. And we're just saying it's coaching. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I remembered is how everybody believed in everybody. The players believed full heartedly, wholeheartedly in the coaching and knew that they would put, give them the best opportunity to win the game. And Josh McDaniels, I remember when, when Jacoby came in and was playing, just completely changed the game plan in one week. And I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible how he's able to do that to spotlight the things that Jacoby could do and we end up winning the game. So it was special. And obviously that that season ended up with a 28 to three comeback and that's the guys. I mean, they just kept overcoming adversity all year with Tom Brady and everything. And that was special. I feel like Jacoby Brissett does not get enough credit for what he's had to do over the course of his career, what he's done over the course of his career, not only stepping in for Tom into and Jimmy in 2016, but stepping in for Andrew Luck, stepping in for Deshaun Watson. He's a guy who has been able to fit every system. And look, he he's never, I, at least I don't think he's he's going to be the kind of guy who's ever going to lead you to a Super Bowl. But again, I, I think that we've underrated Jacoby Brissett over the last couple of years. Absolutely. The guy, I mean, if, if you want to look at overcoming adversity as a quarterback, I mean, look no further than Jacoby Brissett. You know the deal he, he's had to do this year with Deshaun Watson, obviously, you know, coming in for Jimmy, you know, filling in at these spots here in Indianapolis and, and just you going place to place. And then the guys just overcame and he's still in the league and he's still a guy that's shown that he can be a starting quarterback in this league and he can win games still. So I love Jacoby. He was a guy that was a 
hard worker, you know, guy that was strictly football. He wasn't a guy that was going to cause trouble, not a guy that's going to go party. This guy's going to get his work in. He's going to do what he needs to do. And he was going to be a guy you could count on. And he's, you know, he's made a lot of money because of it. He can be a really good backup. He can step in and start. And I think, you know, he's, he's a special guy because he's able to do all those things. And especially at the quarterback position, that's not easy. What was your biggest surprise you had in your time with the Patriots? My biggest surprise from my time with the Patriots, I would say just how bought in everybody was and going from Jacksonville and you, know, you hear stories about the Patriots, your, your agent will warn you like, Hey man, like some people don't like it there. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I know people say it wasn't fun. I had fun. I had a blast. Winning is fun. It turns out. So it's like, you don't have as much fun like during the week, but I really enjoyed the relationship all the players had and everybody was attentive. You're in meetings early. That was great, but you you are still able to form the relationships and have fun. And people hear about it as an NFL player. It's like that place isn't fun. You don't want to go to New England. I enjoyed my time there. I had fun. It made a lot of great relationships. For a long time, it felt like New England was at the forefront of the two tight end set, whether it was Gronkowski and Hernandez, Gronkowski and Bennett. The last couple of years, they've struggled to kind of unlock that Janu Smith, Hunter Henry combination. How much of that is having a young quarterback? How much of that is change at the offensive coordinator spot? Or is it something else entirely? I think it's a two factor thing. I think, you know, obviously the tight ends just aren't as good as they were. I feel like that, you know, unfortunately they weren't able to, to bring in a guy like Gronk. They weren't, they weren't able to bring in, you know, a guy like Hernandez or, or Henry or, or, or something like that. But I think it's a two-factor answer because they don't have the coaching they had either. Brian Dable was the old tight end coach, you know, when I was there. He's a guy that's worked for Gronk, you know, periodically off and on. He's worked with Hernandez, you know, and he was an incredible tight end coach. I learned as much about it with him for an offseason as I did the rest of my career at tight end. The guy is just so smart and intelligent. Obviously, you see that with what he's able to do in New York Giants. What he's able to do, and what he did with New York this year, he looks at what you can do. What are you good at? And he's able to put you in situations to where you can do what you're good at and minimize the things that you're bad at. That's what he's able to do for tight ends. He knew what I could do. He knew what Marty could do. He knew what these guys could do. And he put you in situations that you could do the things you could do. And he, he limited the situations to where, you know, you're in a situation. If you can't pass block, you're not going to be pass blocking. And he knows that, and he was able to really put these guys in great situations. I feel like the timing would have been perfect if the Patriots ever could have figured it out to have Brian Dayball become the offensive coordinator when Josh, whenever Josh left. Yeah. I think he was clearly on that track, but obviously he was you know, going for bigger and better things as a head coaching job with the Giants, and he's had, like you said, he's had a, a really good start to his Giants coaching career. I'm fascinated by the tight end position as are you in, in some of this, you know, some of the stuff that you bring up here. I'm, I'm curious, what do you think the future of the position is going to look like? Because it's changed so dramatically over the last two decades with guys like Kelsey and Gronkowski. Where do we, where do you think we're headed? I mean, I don't think it's going to, going to change much more unless, you know, blocking just gets thrown out. I mean, unless you just do away with the tight end position, because the reason there is a tight end position is because you need to have a guy that can do two things. He can block and he can catch. And you've been seeing guys move away from that. They're not blocking as much. But if you if you move away from that completely, then the whole tight end position is irrelevant. And, and, and for me, I think that that's still something you need. You need a guy. 
I think it's something you can utilize in your offense that can come. You need an extra blocker. You need to extend that line of scrimmage. You need a good tight end that can get the job done. He can cut off. At least you got to be able to cut off the backside defensive end at the least. And, you know, the most, hopefully you can still hold up front side. I'm not asking you to get movement, but just don't give up ground. And you need a guy that can catch a guy that can get matched up on linebackers and safeties inside and can catch. And hopefully a guy, you have to have another guy that can do some H back stuff. You see the fullbacks are kind of beginning factored out of offenses. You need a tight end move to the backfield, can run an ISO, can run a power, can block a linebacker, but also sneak out to the flat and maybe win a matchup against the linebacker. So I see it becoming more of a versatile thing instead of just a straight inline guy, which you can use. A lot of teams now are moving to offensive linemen, bringing in the extra linemen. And then, um, you know, but I still think there's a, a need for the guy that can catch and block, but more so a versatile player is where I see it going. You just got back from the senior bowl. If you could put, you know, your hoodie on and channel your inner <laughs> Belichick, it, <laughs> there you go. Nice. Perfect. Is there a guy that you saw who Bill would want on his roster? I know that, you know, there's a ton of prospects out there and it's a, you know, it's a, you know, obviously, you know, Talk about casting a wide net, but is there a guy out there that you saw that just screams New England Patriots that screams a Bill Belichick type of player? Yeah, I think Tank Dell is a guy, you know, he's a slot guy, wide receiver that he's small. He's 5'9", 170 pounds. But you look at a guy like Edelman, Amendola, you know, guys, Rex Burkhead, he's a guy that can maybe take some handoffs. He's a guy that's going to just murder people in the slot and he couldn't get touched. These cornerbacks were holding this whole this whole week of the senior bowl but tank dell is so dang quick they couldn't even get their hands on the guy the guy was really quick he's incredible tank dell is is a guy that that just really impressed me and i think a guy michael wilson from stanford didn't hear much about him before the season he missed a lot of games i think he played only 12 games in his career but he's 6'2 215 pounds and he can move he's a guy i could see the patriots going after him people being like who is this but he can play. I think Michael Wilson from Stanford is, is a guy that can play too. I obviously looked at the offensive side of the ball. Big offensive tackle, Dewan Jones, 6'8", 365 pounds, was, was good out there, incredible brick wall. But he missed one practice with like a stomach ache or a headache, and then he decided not to play the next day because he had played well enough. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, the Patriot way type guy, but I like Cody Mock. He was an under-the-radar FCS, North Dakota State product that had a big-time week. He missed some blocks, but he, he showed good effort. I really like Col- uh, Cody Mock and then uh, Ryan Hayes. In Michigan. They have a lot of Michigan players from New England. You see that a lot. He's a tackle from Michigan who has some ups and downs, but I think he's a guy that could play tight end-wise. I know they got a couple tight ends, but I like Luke Musgrave. He didn't have a great week out there, but what he did show was he had the size and the speed to really do some impressive things, and he could run. He could block. But he I mean he dropped some balls. He's got some things to improve on, and, and if he can slide to the to the second or third round, I think that's a guy they might look for. I love the Tank Dell talk. I, I do. Yeah. I, I, we had Eric Edholm from NFL Media on, had a couple other guys on talking up Tank Dell in being a, a prototypical yeah. Patriot, smallish, kind of in the Marcus Jones mold. You know, obviously yeah. they're going to be looking for guys like that now, difference makers on the offensive side of the ball, guys who can kind of jumpstart things. And it feels like going back and watching some of his film, it feels like he's one of those second round guys, third round guys that they take a swing at that, you know, hopefully if everything works out, he, you know, it'll pay off for him. 
the guy is so quick. He's lightning fast. He's got great hands. He, and he just competes. He's a small guy, but exactly. Look at the re I mean, you see why he was so successful in college and able to have the statistics he was able to have because he had some incredible college stats. And then I wanted to look at him at the senior bowl. One of my favorite guys like coming in, I go, look at, wait, this guy's so small, but now with the rules and the defenseless receivers, and I don't think that matters as much, mm -hmm. you know, like people talking about Bryce young, Tom Brady was able to play until he was 85 years old for a reason. If you're if Bryce young had 160 passing rushing yards in his entire career, he's a pocket quarterback mm -hmm. in the pocket. You have unprecedented protection. You can't even look at these guys without getting a flag. You won't get touched in practice. You won't get touched in training camp. He doesn't run He had 160 yards. This guy's going to be just fine. Oh, he's too small. If he can throw the ball, he's going to be fine. Like Tank Dell, the size doesn't matter anymore. Back in the old days, the early 2000s, 90s, these guys are getting hit. That size matters. Now, not so much. There's so many defenseless receivers, hits to the head, rules that I think a guy like Tank Dell, Bryce Young are going to be just fine This this in today's age NFL. You're a Chicago guy. What should the Bears do with the number one overall pick? I think you try to trade it down. I think you try to trade it down to uh to maybe the fourth pick with Indianapolis, and then from there you get a, you get some you get Jalen Carter, you get Will Anderson, and you get some more picks. You get another first from maybe 2024, or or you get their second and third round picks, and you got a lot of holes in this roster, and you already sent your second round pick away for uh you know for Chase Claypool who hasn't produced the way you wanted him to so I think you got to try to trade back a few spots but not far enough to where you miss on Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. I'll All right, who wins, there you go. Take your hoodie off there. <laughs> who wins the Super Bowl and why? Last question. You know, I know it's tough to go against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Andy Reid's the coach that drafted me, but I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles just because they have such a balanced team. Jalen Hurts has shown time and time again why he's so special. I think the way he runs the zone read that's why they're the second best rushing offense in the entire NFL. You have to account with the quarterback, with the defender that takes the defender away from the box. That you're typically seeing when you're stopping a run, the zone read will be one of the differences in this offensive line can handle Chris Jones. Jason Kelsey is a first ballot hall of famer. Chris Jones is not going to have the disrupt disruptive day. He was able to have, uh, you know, last week against the Bengals. I think also that this offensive tackles, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata can hold up. And then this defense is actually really good. I think the defensive line has got the third most sacks in NFL history. Hassan Reddick, 18 sacks. If you include the playoffs, 18 and a half. Uh, defensive backs, Bradbury and Slay can can really play. I don't mean to rhyme there, but but they're good. TJ Edwards, good linebacker. And then you look at the weapons on the outside. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, as good as any trio of a two wide receivers in the tight end in the league, in my opinion. So I have to go with the Eagles. Howie Roseman did an incredible job. And I think this is this is their year, and they're going to uh, they're going to pull this one off. This feels a little bit like the Super Bowl Fifty Two team. My podcast partner, Legarrette Blunt, kind of makes the comparison on a regular basis that that this team has that same sort of on field ability. Plus, they also have that same field, you know, the, really the off field chemistry that kind of makes it all work. Yeah, absolutely. I can see some uh, some definite, you know, some things there that that match up. I think this team's better. I think this is the best field effort. Philadelphia Eagle team I've ever seen it. They're just so good on both sides of the ball. They're good running. They're good passing. Hertz can run. Hertz can throw AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, best offensive line in the league, best defensive line in the league. Games are won in the trenches. They have the best trenches. Their trenches are dug in the deepest. So that's why I think the Eagles win this one.
Clay, thank you so much for taking the time. Let people know where they can read your stuff, listen to you, and follow you on social media. Yeah, just give me, give me a follow on Twitter. I post all my updates there, what I'm doing, where I'm at, as far as the football world. So Clay Harbs 82 on Twitter. And, um, yeah, we, I like talking Bears, Jags, Eagles, and obviously a little bit of Patriots, too. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, and we'll talk soon. Later. Thanks, Chris. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you, this episode has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Bet BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.